Chapter 2 Land of the Living It was cold, dark, and immensely cold. Sam reached over for his covers. When did he turn on the air conditioner? He didn't feel like getting up and turning it down. He just wanted to sleep. He reached further down for covers that didn't exist. He was at home, on his bed. His early class this morning wasn't until... Like a bullet, his last memories hit him and his eyes shut open wide. Jack kneeling on the ground, a robbery at the museum, someone with a gun to his head. Though his eyes were clearly open, he saw nothing but darkness. When he tried sitting up, he hit his head on cold metal. He began to feel claustrophobic. He began to panic. He reached up to check how much space was above him. Not much. Sam tried scooting forward to escape. Dead end. He kicked the wall below him. A metallic thump rang in his ears. He banged on the walls and the ceiling, frantically trying to find a weak point. Kicking on the wall below sounded different, though. It sounded hollow, as if there were no space on his left or right, but there might have been space below. He kicked the wall below with everything he had, using the sides as support. To Sam's surprise... Something broke inside the wall, and it flew open, allowing blinding light to flood the space in which he was trapped. He wasted no time as he scrunched and flailed his body to get out of what looked and felt like a metal coffin. As he dropped to the floor, the smack of his body sounded similar to bare feet on concrete. He climbed to his feet and vertigo hit hard. He fell back, smacking the cold floor for a second time. He pushed up and leaned against the wall blinking several times to adjust to the light. The room was gray and metallic. There were tables set up all around the walls with all sorts of tools and documents arranged neatly on top. The wall at Sam's back was decorated with metal rectangles that protruded a few inches from the wall, except for the one above him, whose door was swung wide open. Everything seemed to have a place in this room. It was so symmetrical. The only thing out of place here was Sam, he checked himself for any cuts or bruises, though his healing factor would have taken care of that. He noticed immediately that he was buck naked. He was alone, standing naked in a room he didn't recognize. His tan faded from the spring. He was pale white like a ghost. How long had he been out? The sound of a doorknob shook him from his thoughts. A man in white scrubs walked in. When he caught a glimpse of Sam, he gasped the clipboard in his hand dropping loudly to the floor. Sam was seated at a table in the interrogation room. This room was much warmer than the last one, and it was now undoubtedly clear that he was in the elite station. He had come out of their observation lab, the same lab they do autopsies in, the same lab they keep the dead victims of violent crimes. The thought made him sick to the stomach. Two men stood right outside the door talking in a very hushed tone. After a few moments of talking, they finally came inside to question Sam. The entire encounter was awkward at best. It seemed all three of them didn't know what to say to the others. One of the men sat, wearing a brown suit and holding a clipboard in his left hand. He adjusted his retro-style glasses and cleared his throat. Mr. Uh, Shellick, isn't it? Sam nodded his head. 
You can imagine that this is a bit of an awkward situation for us. We've never had one of our, uh, dead ones just get up and walk out before. He cleared his throat again as the man in the black suit began speaking. Did the clothes fit you? If not, we can find some others. We have a bunch of clothes and evidence. His tone was awkward as well. Both elites clearly didn't know what to do with Sam. He nodded his head in response. Why am I here? Sam said in a raspy voice. Another silent moment passed as the inspectors looked at each other. Well, we found you at the scene of a crime, said the man with the retro glasses. Sam cleared his throat. I know. The museum, right? Sam's throat was still scratchy as he said this. Right. You were shot in the head, and we brought you back here. For an autopsy. The man's expression was confused, as if even he couldn't believe the words coming out of his mouth. Well, it's a good thing I woke up before it, then, Sam said, a slight smile making his dimples more declared. The man flipped a page on the clipboard. Well, that's the thing. We did the autopsy. Yesterday. The man in the black suit cursed under his breath in disbelief. At this point, Sam cracked under the awkwardness. He took a deep breath and folded his hands on the table. Can I go now? His voice had fully recovered at this point. The men looked shocked, as if they were surprised they hadn't thought of this idea yet. The man in the black suit spoke first. I don't see why not. We have no reason to keep you here. The man with the retro glasses nodded his head in agreement to this comment. Sam rode in the back of a hovercar, going 200 miles per hour on the freeway. The car ride was awkward from start to finish. The two men from the interrogation room had prodded him with questions the first half hour of the ride. So how old are you? You still in school? What's your major? Sam only gave one-word answers. He didn't really feel like talking to these weirdos. He stared out the window at the buildings passing by until the man with the retro glasses turned back for another question. So, kid, is this your house we're going to? He adjusted his glasses again as he met eyes with Sam. No, this is the Medley's house. They're family friends. Sam finished his statement and continued looking out the window. The man nodded his head at this comment. I don't mean to prod. But why not your parents' house? The man cleared his throat again. You said it's Sunday, didn't you? Sure is. He checked his wristwatch. It's nearly one forty-five in the afternoon. Sam nodded his head. It's kind of a tradition to have dinner at the Medley's house after church on Sundays. A big family dinner. That's where my parents will be. The thought of seeing his parents and Jack's family brought Sam's spirits up just a bit. He began to smile, thinking of what they're probably eating today. Pork roast? Fried chicken with mashed potatoes? His stomach grumbled just thinking about the food. It occurred to him that it had probably been days since he had eaten anything, being, well, apparently dead and all. His stomach decided not to keep its discomfort quiet, and growled a deep, rumbling growl. The man with the glasses smiled warmly and pushed his glasses back up his nose. I'm sure they'll have food for you if you're hungry. 
This comment made Sam crack a slight smile. These guys weren't too bad. They were just a couple of dads. Not very good with awkward situations, and always wanting to make some kind of conversation. Sam's smile grew bigger just thinking about his own dad, and how he would probably do the same exact thing in this situation. Try and distract him from his pain and confusion for just a few seconds by either cracking some joke or having some forced conversation about anything at all. It was three o'clock in the afternoon before they reached the Medley's house. The man in the black suit knocked on the door and rang the doorbell. A picture of Linda, Jack's mom, showed up on the screen beside the door. We've answered all the questions we can, Detective. Please don't bother us anymore. She reached her hand up to end the call as the man in the black suit spoke up. Ma'am, wait. I think we may have someone you might want to see. She looked confused as Sam stepped in front of the camera. Linda screamed, and the call ended. A moment later, the door burst open, and both families, Katie included, were standing inside the doorway, donning disbelieving looks as they took in the sight of Sam, someone they thought was dead only minutes before. Frank and Sheila were the first to run to Sam and embrace him. The others followed, forming a giant group hug. Sheila began sobbing, and Frank ran his hand through Sam's hair. Sam was alright emotionally until his mom started crying. Then he too lost it. The two detectives from the elite station said their goodbyes as the two families made their way inside. Sam took a deep breath, wiping the remainder of his tears away. Hey, Sam said. Where's Jack? Everyone's expression turned somber as Sam looked around the room. Sam? Frank started. We've got a lot of catching up to do. 